welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week we have Rosé back uh, as the co-host. Yes, sir. His school is not over, but it's he's not. freed up some time. Uh, and this week's guest is a Boston Celtics fan, a NBA draft YouTuber slash NBA YouTuber, Noah Terranova. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. So, uh, first question, how are you feeling about Jason Tatum's 50 bomb in the, in the play-in? I, I, I'm, ever since, like, the 60-point game, it's just kind of, like, something you expect. Like, nothing's going to top, like, the 60-point game because, like, that was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, really, for me, though, it's just, like, it's hard to believe he's only – and I know that it's a cliche. I'm like, oh, he's only 19, this and that. But it's truly amazing that he's only, like, 23 years old doing all of this. Like, yeah. he's just starting. He's not even, he hasn't even, like, scratched the surface of how good he could potentially be. Um, you know, I think, like, once he started to go off, I was more confident about the game in general. Like, we were going to win because, like, the Wizards were a good person in that game. Like, it looked like, like they were kind of in control, but then Tatum really started to go off, and then it's just like, okay. And then we all saw how it ended, where it's like, mm-hmm. it was a pretty lopsided game in the end. Um, but I, I'm excited for him, excited for the future. Hopefully Boston media doesn't run him out of town, because it looks like they're trying to do that now, but uh, <laughs> we'll uh. see. We'll see. What's that news yeah. station called that keeps on putting out, like, terrible articles? Like they, qu- they I don't said, know. Yeah, is it? I don't know. Oh, is it W E E I? They had a wacky. Yeah, W E E I. They're awful. Um, <laughs> somebody, I, I retweeted something because someone said, and it was they said, like there's like I don't think because like people that aren't from Boston don't know about this, but like there's like a civil mm-hmm. war going on between like the young Boston media, which I would kind of consider myself a part of, not really. Uh, in this old school mentality that really controls like the Boston media, sports media now, um, which is basically means that they only care about baseball, football, and hockey because they have the most white players. But um, yeah. which is true. I, I don't even mean that like jokingly. Like, I, I truly believe that. Like that's the only reason they care about them more than basketball. Yeah. Um, and. You know, I just don't. I, they, it's just a, it's such an old school mentality, and it, it really can be annoying. Um, you know, they they put a lot of blame on like Jason and Jalen for what went on this season, which I don't think is necessarily true. Like, I think if anything, those two players are the reasons they are in the position they are to even be in the playoffs right now, and I think it has more to do with like the supporting cast around them that's not being great or being inconsistent or not healthy, mm-hmm. like. That's the best way I can put like, put like like this. They they, I don't know how to describe it really. It, it's just it's just bad. It's just it's really an old bad. head mentality, but in a business. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Because Boston is Trying a huge to... sports market. Like they're 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 super big. They are. Like they have is NESN and do you know, is that in Boston? I'm pretty sure it is, right? NESN. Nesson. Nesson. Yeah, yeah I don't know why I said NESN. I've never. Yeah. Nesson's Boston, like, they have a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. It's not all bad. Like, there's some good, um, you know, younger reporters. Um, Sato Abbeyton, she's awesome. But, like, it's just so controlled by, like, old head kind of media. And 
this old school kind of mentality because everything that it seems like we're at least with like the Celtics, like everything they won was so old. But like yeah. compared to like the other three sports, like Bruins, they've won within like the twenty tens at least. Yeah, you know, Boston Red is, Sox, they yeah. won Red Sox have won a title, like have won like a couple of titles in the twenty tens. Mm-hmm. Uh the Patriots are the Patriots, like they can basically yeah. ran football for the last twenty years. Like bringing the Celtics, like they haven't really won like minus like twenty two thousand eight. No, was it two thousand eight? Yeah, it was two thousand eight. Well technically two thousand nine yeah, okay. because at what time? Yeah. Actually I've no idea. Yeah. Some of no, those it, years. it was two thousand eight. Yeah, it was yeah. two thousand eight because that was yeah. the it was the, it was Kevin Durant's rookie year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because two thousand nine uh, was Kobe. But other than, than that, Magic. like other than that, like, they haven't really won a lot. And, like, yeah, we've made some runs to the conference finals and stuff like that, but, like, we haven't really taken yeah. that next jump. And, like, it, you know, because it's such a winning, like, city, like, they expect winning. And they get mm-hmm. impatient. Like, they just understand, like, these things just don't instantly happen. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be, like, the Patriots. Where, like, they instantly just kind of became this 20-year dynasty. And, that, or, like, the Red Sox were, like, it's it's just it's just a much more in, unpredictable sport. Um, yeah, but like it, it, it's just very frustrating, I would say, with them. Yeah, I I think that can be said about a lot of big markets is that they don't want to um, kind of hand it over to a newer generation in a new in a way. I think in Boston it might be more exaggerated than in other places, but a lot of younger reporters are making their way in the world. And a lot of mm-hmm. old heads don't really like that. A lot of traditional media is, like, not that good. Uh, you know, uh, for example, in Denver recently there was uh, on Altitude, which is, like, the local sports network in mm-hmm. Denver, there was a guy called scott hastings who made a joke of, or a joke or a comment i forget exactly about like flint michigan and that yeah. was kind of out of touch uh obviously Con- especially considering monte morris and javel mcgee two nuggets players are from flint michigan mm-hmm. and a lot of people on twitter were pushing for them to be like for him to get replaced by a younger reporter who you know is mm-hmm. more entertaining yeah I noticed it with the Raptors as well. Um, and yeah. the Raptors have a bunch of young, like, I know a bunch of, like, they're young, like, up-and-coming reporters and the up-and-coming media people and stuff like that. Like, this isn't Dimes is, uh, is awesome. It's like an all-women's, like, Raptors podcast. One of my oh, favorite cool. podcasts. Yeah. Um, but, like, they have, like, old people that, like, and I think all fans have that. Um, and it's just, like, it's just trying to kind of phase those people out, um, which I think is somewhat easy because, like, now, because, like, there's just more young people, like, that want to do stuff like this, mm-hmm. and there's just, social media makes it a lot easier to build a platform for yourself, and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I just think that, like, all that, in it, it, it you can tell, like, that older generation's kind of getting mad about it because, like, you can tell, like, oh, they're not like this younger generation. They're on the up and up. But, um, you know, times change and things are going to change eventually. Yeah. Um, we're, not in an, you're not, we're not in an era where, like, your sports news and your sports 
content is restricted to what's on TV and what's in the newspaper. There's so mm -hmm. much more. There's podcasts, there's YouTube, um, all sorts of things, Daily Motion, you know, Vimeo, things like that. Yeah. Where it's yeah. just like, you, there's so much more ways. Twitter, like Twitter has become, I believe, a, a focal point Super in pivotal. sports media compared yeah. to like what it used to be where it was all online yeah. um you know so not not all online all on like tv and stuff but like you can mm -hmm. have like legit discourse and you know it's just it, i i it's good there's some bad obviously with it all but um you know i'm i'm here for the change for the most yeah, part. I was gonna say um, you yeah. definitely have the talent. I'm gonna hype you up a little bit here, Noah, because mm -hmm. like, um, uh, you you probably gotten the term underrated a lot, and I'm gonna say yeah. it again because that's what you are. You are like in NBA content creation. Like I I can't name anyone more original because I don't know if many of you people listening know Noah, but I think something that you love i guess i i, I don't want to assume mm -hmm. but i'm sure you like scooby-doo right yeah and like the fact that you connect basketball to scooby-doo which i had never thought of in anything and somehow make it work that's amazing and like how you were saying about traditional media i don't think traditional media is going to be on the radio saying scooby-doo and jason tatum dropping 50 and how they're going to connect but yeah they don't know how creative yeah. processes work mm -hmm. with that you're connecting an old oldest show to something that just happened mm -hmm. yesterday and like you said I, I i envision with traditional media it's always going to be here it's it's been lasting forever for a reason and i i don't see it as a negative but i do think at some point like um like you know i think if you wanted to stay in the boston market you've you've got the potential to make mm -hmm. change i guess i don't know I don't, I don't know about the word change i think I, well yeah i guess change because like I was going to say, traditional media is going to find the value in new media. And I think a guy like Kenny, uh, if any of you don't know who Kenny okay. is or if Kenny, you're living under a rock. Yeah, Kenny's awesome. Yeah, he yeah. he's so important to the new media. He, yeah, he's he the, is. Like, he's a trailblazer. If, he's somebody like I look up to as far as like that kind of like thing. Like, I'm not saying like, I would ever want a TV show or something like mm -hmm. that, like the way he does. Like I'm just not that kind of person. I just going to like do my mm -hmm. own thing. Um, I kind of want to make it, the reason I want to make YouTube work for me is like I I want to be my own boss. Yeah, I, I want to have my own that. business. I want my own. I don't. I don't want restrictions on myself. Yeah. Like that open in place for me. Like I want to do what I want to do, and that's why, again why I'm trying to make YouTube work. I uh, do my own creative process. Like it's why like, I don't think I'd ever hire an editor or someone like that just because of the fact that like I want to be in control of like all of it. Like yeah, what yeah. I make, how I make my thumbnails, how I edit my videos, how I record, how I write the script, like all of that. I, I want to be in control of all of that. You want your yeah. product to be 100% mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing that is newer about this generation. They don't really want to fall into a system. They want to be their own people. And that's a lot of the appeal for YouTube for me personally. I'm not far into it at all, but I can say that, like, I enjoy it more than a food service job or something like that. <laughs> that's a low and, bar. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, I mean, I don't have much experience yeah. in other fields. But, like, I can say being your own boss is probably the best work environment that you can possibly do. Especially if you're talking about something that you love for a living. Mm -hmm. Like... 
sit down for 20 minutes, record a script, and then edit it, upload it, and then that's how you pay your bills. That seems like the dream. And it's all you. And yeah. You're not filtered at and all. And a lot, mm-hmm. yeah, and a lot more people are pursuing that. And I think Kenny is the first person to really break through and do that, but I think he's mm-hmm. the first of many. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the trailblazer of the new media wave. I don't think he knows how important yeah. he is, but he's... Like, to me, uh, he, oh, yeah. I look up to him as well because we were seeing him in Called Game. The dude is, has brand deals with eBay, and he started out yeah. with Sporkle, <laughs> and he was talking about with a Chicago yeah. White Sox hat in his apartment. He went from that in, like, three yeah. years. Usually people to get brand sponsorships from eBay take, like, 20 years, and he's a hard worker, and I just think there's – I don't think there's a better guy to be that important, and mm-hmm. he's just yeah. – I mean, there's nothing wrong with yeah. him. I, I think I'm glad it's him and not like and I'm gonna throw shade at some people obviously but Scout like, with no, Brian. Scout with, with Brian. Scout no, with no, Brian. No. No, I was gonna say like too hype. Like I'm glad it was Kenny and not people like Oh too yeah. Because Thank like God. The, like those people are like kinda of like that's his they they kinda of fall into the same category as like the rest of the media. It's just a bunch of manipul- yeah. manipulative people. But um, I'm glad it's him. Like, I don't think, like, there's no, I, I always say this as far as, like, basketball goes, like, there's no one that I thought as far as basketball content creation goes that deserved to get what they've gotten more than Kenny. Like, yeah. he's, like, genuinely, like, one of the nicest people. Like, I've had, like, maybe one conversation or, like, one, like, back and forth with him on Twitter. Like, and he's, like, just genuinely a really nice guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can just tell. Um, he has great personality, and I just think that, like, again, a lot of people should look up to him. Yeah. But I'm trying to kind of yeah. create my own path. Like, I'm not as nice of a person as Kenny, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a bit more brass. Uh, yeah. And, like, I think that's something, like, Rusty, with, when I was talking with Jacob and I, I, yeah. I, I, I call him Jacob. It's just kind of hard for me to yeah. call him Rusty. I don't know why. But, like, yeah. with Jacob, you know, I think it's going to be kind of a way to where we will kind of have, like, that same kind of crude sense of humor. Like mm-hmm. it's appealing, not for like sure. not, not like offensive, offensive, but yeah. Um, nah, your Marv Albert tweet yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it out loud, but it was, it was certainly. Which one? The, the which, which one? Which, there which was ABC? more than one. Oh no. Yeah, there was like there was like two or three of them. They were there was all one they about, all sent me, but. Oh, no, the, the, while the we're speaking about on. The, the, yeah, while we're speaking oh, yeah. on Noah's Twitter. Like you, like talking to you and watching some of your videos, and obviously you were on the mm-hmm. the uh, Rusty's podcast a little bit uh, promo to them because they deserve yeah. it. But you come off as yeah. like a kind of like a reserved kind of guy. You follow this guy on Twitter; he is the complete opposite. <laughs> like I know Rusty called you like a, a timeline terrorizer. He said if you put notifications <laughs> on this guy, your phone is gonna blow up, mm-hmm. and like. I'll say this before we get to the end. I'm going to plug you, but yeah. you got to follow this guy on Twitter. <laughs> like, it's hilarious what you... I don't know how, I, how you I'm, come up with all of this. I'm a very different person online. A, because it's just easier to say stuff online when you're in person. Um, it's funny. I made, like, Twitter, um, possibly because, like, I just want, A, I wanted to meet people, new people for basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. But also because like all my friends went to college and I was staying home for college because I was going to a college that was very local, um, so like all my friends left, so like I didn't really have anyone to talk to, so I made it Twitter, like, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The community, the um, community there is awesome. Yeah, um, I I I'm very. It's odd because like when I was like 
growing up, like, I always like, oh, the idea of online friends is so stupid. And then look at me now where like, I made like over like a thousand online friends now. Like, yeah, no, I wouldn't like, yeah. say all of them, but like, I've definitely made like over like, like hundreds of like people I've met that I'm like, I'm, I'm genuinely kind of cool with online now. Uh, people yeah. that I didn't expect to, like, I never expected, you know, to meet Rusty. Mojo, yeah. yeah. But, like, because, like, I, I've known Mojo, I've been a fan of Mojo's work since, like, he got, since he was, like, doing skits on YouTube and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I think I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I I can say from personal experience, and I've only been in the NBA YouTube atmosphere community for, like, a few months. Uh, mm-hmm. But I can already say I'm fr- I'm like acquaintances at the very least with a lot of people that I watch for four or five years. I mm-hmm. Rusty was one of the first people to come on the podcast. That was a hilarious podcast. You should definitely check that out. That <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anything was, you do with him great. is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he's just a funny guy. He, is. he was. He has the driest humor one of the first ever, people, and it's so funny. He was. Yeah, he was one of the first people to really, like, talk to me that was, like, an other NBA YouTuber. And I do I do some stuff with Dom2K, so he's mm-hmm. he's a really down-to-earth guy. He's real cool. Uh, you and Zay I've interacted with here and there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't Mojo mean to cut you off, but really Dom, cool, did you guys yeah. see how Dom... I don't mean to cut you off, but I got I to gotta shout out Dom. He is... Uh, <laughs> did you guys see he's, uh, like, a kind of, like, a broadcasting host for... 2k my le- or 2k on esports oh no I didn't yeah that, that was super wild uh i don't know is it called 2k esports uh, no the nba 2k the 2k league, league. Yeah. yeah they um he's kind of a new new with oh what's that one guy from two hype he has a uh, cool hair oh i forgot his name zach it's not zach i don't think but he i don't think any of them have cool hair so I don't think I have any cool people. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like any of them. Yeah, so I'm oh, trying to look man, at the post. Yeah, it says here for the 2K uh, league, NBA 2K league. He's now a broadcast team. If I'll, I'll, I'll share the post in the Discord. But like seeing the people that we interact with, usually on a weekly basis, go into not to not to go back to traditional media, but them being up there with. I mean, an affiliated league with the NBA, and this guy is at home making videos about the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think that's that. That just shows that there's progression in what what we want to do. So it's not like we're yeah. trailblazers of any sorts. Yeah, I I don't think I'd ever be able to do any stuff like that because they took they take one look at my Twitter and be like, nope. No, no. Yeah. Not, yeah. We can't have this guy on TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, which yeah. is which is fine with me because like I kind of just kind of want to do my own thing. Kind of like, yeah. you know, like be, be my own guy, like create my own platform in a way. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd be more than happy to if they paid me enough. I'd be more than happy to do that. But I, I am in a similar situation where I am not a super brand friendly. Uh, no. I'm more crass. Yeah. I, I, if you ask me about the Utah Jazz, oh, I think brother. immediately <laughs> it would. <laughs> go downhill but oh no they would um, <laughs> no like i'm the kind of person that would that would like if they like said oh go to a wizards game talk about it, and like commentate on a wizards game i'd be the kind of person to look for denny out of on the bench and yell free palestine oh my but, god uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i'm that kind of person which which by the way actually like legitimately like yeah. free palestine by the way but like yeah free free palestine yeah. 
But, like, you know, it's just things like that. It's just, like, I just think that, like, as far as, like, traditional media goes, there's just morality things that they let people get away with way too much. Like, there's too many people with old tweets that are pretty bad that still have jobs. And the the fact that Marv Albert, like, sexually assaulted a woman and still has a job. Yeah. Yeah, like, that is absurd. Like... Just, but um yeah. yeah it's just yeah things like that um but i i just saw something funny that john holland who tweeted sorry guys uh, yeah um, you got, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the tweet but we had I'll, I'll we had denver ordering food on the podcast i think <laughs> our I'll standards aren't <laughs> yeah if you guys check the chat i think i sent something okay oh my <laughs> goodness oh good lord <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't know if that's sarcastic but like also, shout out to the Grizzlies for already giving up the lead relatively. Um, <laughs> that John Holland is interesting because he says not. a lot of things that are questionable, but then you remember, oh yeah, he was an NBA GM at one point. Yeah, um, he, he's a little standable. Like, I don't yeah. dislike him, but Nate Duncan is someone. I, I like, can't stand Nate. Come on, man. You know, like, Nate. he has a lot of things where I'm like, come on. You, you gotta Nate, let us have, I, be able to have fun. I think they. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, for a guy that has like hundreds of thousands of tweets, mm-hmm. and when you type his when you type his Twitter ad in, and Black Lives Matter, and you see nothing, um, mm-hmm. that that's interesting. I'll say. <laughs> and yeah. I would say like, oh, you just are like being political on Twitter, which is fine. I I totally understand that. Like. But he has political stuff on his Twitter as well. So, like, that's just yeah. interesting to me. But um, I'm not trying to, like, claim he is without knowing the guy. Maybe he does. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. yeah. I, you know, there are some people, like, I love Nikaius. Nikaius is, like... Yeah. He's hilarious. One of my favorite people hilarious. on my... One of my favorite, like, just people on Twitter in general. Like, yeah. Um, we've had some funny interactions. I'm in a group chat with him, but like, oh, I, nice. I, I'm pretty sure you you seen the running gag of like we call of people calling him famous, like. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> ma, estoy ocupado, sí. Like, yeah. I, like, like, estoy um, en un interview, ma. I don't know. I'm not gonna say too much about it, but like, um, you know, like the the group chat I'm in, they think I'm rich just based off the food I eat. Like, do you eat Chipotle or some shit? No, because like I've gone. Uh, uh, <laughs> you all know. I think I've made the Five Guys joke oh, a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've I've seen that. I've seen you and Rusty shooting the shit over Five Guys <laughs> on my timeline one too many times. <laughs> and then, um, no, but like I am, I well, because my dad is like a very like he he he's worked in the culinary business almost his entire life. So he's I get CEO to, of Microsoft. No, he um, <laughs> he um, he works in kitchens. Like he's worked at like pretty good gotcha. restaurants, and then mm-hmm. so like, I've gotten to eat because like we get to like go to these places and try different foods all the time. Because he has this position, like I've gotten to try so many like, extravagant foods and like very different things. Like, I'm I'm a I'm a very adventurous eater. I'll try almost anything once. Like I wouldn't say like I'll eat anything, but like I'll try something anything at least once. I don't see that. Like you, yeah. you put like they put squid in front of me and I ate it. Was it good? I actually enjoyed it. 
Would you would you eat chicken heart soup? I would try it. I don't. That's. If you don't know what it right. is, yeah. then. You hey man, if you're giving me no, but like, there's not a lot enough. you can put in front of me. Like, like they like they put frog legs in front of me. I I, I ate them. Um, um, not a big stuff stuff. No, no, excuse me. I mean, what's there to be? Not a big stuff sell I mean, crab. If it was thing, like a pig but, head, I probably wouldn't eat that. Um, you know. Would you? Things like that, but. You know, I I always say this like, you should try everything at least once. Um, before there are some exceptions to that rule, like Mojo eating pop toads with cheese on them. Yeah, I I'm I'm a little picky when it comes to what I like to eat, but I'll I'll try a lot of stuff. But I would not eat a pig head. I I don't think I would have chicken heart soup, but yeah. I cut off Asher a second time and was asking him, like, because I personally, not to make this about myself, but, like, I personally got into the NFL draft quite a bit, and, like, I felt super proud knowing some of the prospects in the first, like, three rounds, and some even in, like, that went undrafted. So, like, I'm basically trying to ask you, what do you, what's your main, like, appeal in the NBA draft um, community? Because I know Zay, just to shout out some people, Zay, Mojo, you... If you want to shout anyone out, anyone out else, anyone else out, that that's cool. But like, yeah, yeah, it's it's not there today. But like, what what do you what what is so cool about the NBA draft? Because I'm also trying to get into that. For me, it's the process of it all. Uh, I, I for a lot of these guys, I've been watching them since they were in high school. It's just kind of like going along for the journey with them, seeing how they progress, things like that. Um, I, I always say this, but my favorite part about the draft is the unpredictability of it. Because you can put as much work as you can. I, I watch hours and hours of, like, film, writing these evaluations, things like that. Mm-hmm. And you can put all the work in and still be wrong. Yeah. Which trust me, if I went back and watched Steph Curry's tape from Davidson, I'd probably have the same strengths and weaknesses that all of the other scouts did. Yeah. But, and, like, there wouldn't be a lot that indicated him becoming the player he became. And that's what makes it so great. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, there's knowing, like, it's a, it, I think what people get wrong about the NBA draft is you have to be right. You don't have to be right. Trust me. Yeah. Like, it's all, it's just about putting in the work, learning from your mistakes, and improving from that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about being right. That's the one thing I always tell people. It's just not about that. Like, I've been wrong about my first year prospects. I've known, I probably know Zay's been wrong about his first year. Mojo's probably been wrong about some guys. Uh, Mojo has Even been wrong best. about Jarrett Culver. I can tell you that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, no need to throw salt on a wound there. But, <laughs> um, you know, like, uh, and, and for me, though, like, the way I personally do it, because, like, sometimes for me, I just feel like they don't cover it correctly. Like, the mainstream doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. James Wiseman, when he was coming out of high school and going into college, they were kind of hyping him up as this, like, top pick, this, like, kind of, like, new age big man. But, like, I've been watching him for a while now. Um, I watched his high school stuff. I watched his EYBL stuff. He put up good numbers in high school, but he didn't play great competition. Um, also, being seven feet tall really helps in high school. Yeah, um, for sure. If you didn't know that. Uh, also, but when he went up against competition on his level, which he went up against Evan Mobley, who's a better prospect, mind you. Yeah. 
um, he didn't look good against Evan Mobley. And if you compare his numbers to, like, on EYBL's, it was EYBL stands for Elite Youth Basketball League, mm-hmm. AAU circuit, basically. Okay. All the best high school players in the country play in this circuit. Yeah. And he didn't look good on those circuits, either. He didn't put up good numbers. Like, he averaged, like, six rebounds per game. Like, you're, like, by far the biggest dude on the court most of the time, and you're only averaging, like, six rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were concerned, and they were kind of hyping up, hyping up. Had three okay games, two good games, I would say, one okay game um, in college mm-hmm. for, like, the NCAA decided to screw over like they do with every other athlete. Yep. That they impl- that they service, but um, you know, two of those teams didn't have a player that was like six ten. Yeah, and uh, the one team that had like good like players, which is Oregon, he didn't look good against. So I just yeah. never saw it with them, and they were kind of just hyping them up to be this prospect, like oh, Rudy Gobert with a jumper, mm-hmm. or like you know, this unicorn type prospect, yeah. which he just wasn't. And that's where I had a problem with. Obi Toppin's another example. Mm-hmm. Like, like he was a prospect for me um, when I was watching him. That uh, you know, I don't know why it just like yeah. I just never saw it. He was a good college player, but yeah, yeah, I kind of wanted Obi Toppin on the Nuggets just because it would have been entertaining, but I. I never thought he, he wasn't going to fall. I, that I know he wasn't yeah. going to. I just that was like my fever dream he, prospect, you know. Yeah. And I mean, even then, I I knew he wouldn't be like a all star level player. Not that I'm yeah. super into yeah. the draft, yeah. but they always said like they were saying things like he's a Murray starter, but like he's not really. Yeah. Um. He's also like he was also older, so mm-hmm. like, and he's I know twenty four, right? Yeah, he, yeah. No, he's the he's twenty three. He's like a day younger okay. than Jason Tatum. Yeah. Which is absurd to think about. <laughs> but, like, I just never saw it with him, with him. Like, you know, when you're an older prospect, you're expected to contribute right away. And when you draft an older prospect higher, you expect them to just be better than they are. Yeah. Uh, they, not better than they are, but, like, better, like, be good right away. Like, we saw it with Desmond Bain, Peyton Pritchard, Xavier Tillman, like, they're contributing right away, which is, like, yeah, they are, but they probably don't have a high ceiling, but, like, they are able to contribute right away because they have more, like, experience compared to the other rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I'm kind of, like, kind of, like, with Davion Mitchell, I know he had a great March Madness run, but at the same time, it's, like, he's going to be 23 Yeah. when the season starts. Like, he's not, he's younger than a lot of guys going into, like, their third season, so... Yeah, I'm not saying you can't draft like older players. It's worked with DeAndre Hunter, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm trying like to an extent, Buddy Healed. Um, hey, build around, buddy. Build around, buddy. It's been a long time since yeah. we said that. <laughs> a few months, yeah. 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 But, yeah. I I think a lot of older prospects. Uh, a lot of the time, they're second round prospects. And I think some well, there are some first round. Yeah, some. Yeah, if they're super some talented. fall way further than they should. But a lot of the time, if you're picking high, you want to pick someone with a higher ceiling than a higher floor. It's a potential yeah. draft. Like, yeah, unless you're the next, apparently. Yeah, but. 
but like yeah. but it, Julius it Randle being super good doesn't help. Yeah, it worked yeah. out for the next. They got Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, so. it worked out for. So they, yeah, it worked out for. They got a motivation chip, and they got yeah. quickly. So yeah, it worked out for um, the Nuggets when they drafted Monte mm-hmm. Morris, but that was with like the fifty fifth pick, so that's a little different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nuggets are Nuggets in the second round are kind yeah. of dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, like, I do want to play something quickly with Noah. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you off if you have anything to say. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to sim the draft lottery quickly. And then from 1 through 14, you're going to give me the best fit, not the best player, but the best fit for the team. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're going to give me one reason why, okay? Yeah. All right, I'm simming the lottery. Can I do VP, please? Can I I VP? Yeah, sure, whatever. doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Orlando Magic have the first overall pick since Dwight Howard. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm right about Mm -hmm. that. Who is their best player oh, to pick? It's Cade Cunningham, no matter who gets the first pick. <laughs> like, yeah. Because he, cause he, again, he has, like, the skills of a point guard and the fame of someone that can play the three or the four. Um, like, 6'8", 220, 7-foot wingspan, and yeah. he can play point guard. Like, you, like, A, like, not only is he, like, he could he fit with almost every team, but also, like, you just don't find that. Like... Yeah. That it's, is, just, it's just insane. That's the size of, like, Magic okay. Johnson. Yeah. Really, like, if so any, one, if oh, all bad, 30 bad. teams got the first, any of those 30 teams got the first pick, like, it's Kay Cunningham, no matter mm-hmm. what. So, um, he's by far the best player in this draft, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. Oh, man, I remember after March Madness, some people were trying to say Jalen Suggs over <laughs> Kay Cunningham. I, I have my thoughts. I have, I'm, I have my thoughts on Suggs, but... yeah. So do one. I don't know if we want to do repeats because I I think well no like if I if like for some I can't like I won't do it for the top two because like okay that sounds great and then because like because one two are kind of like my number one number two are very locked in um, and then no matter what depends well so, what's the team for number two okay so number two is Cleveland okay it's Evan Mobley then it's Evan Mobley yeah I wasn't gonna yeah. stop you there unless they I mean how does well, Mobley can play power forward and, spot. Yeah. Mobley's yeah, a power. Mobley can play because he's skilled enough to play power forward. He's like this big that has like good set, like go-to offense kind of skills. He seems to be a bit more aggressive. I don't think like that's 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 the one thing I'm concerned about with him. But then again, he didn't play. In, he played an offense that basically throws him out of the throws him out mm-hmm. um, at USC. Like they just didn't pass him the basketball. Yeah. Which is absurd because like he was the he was conference player of the year, conference defensive player of the year. Yeah. And like so like, if he was in a situation that was more tailored to him, he probably would have won national player of the year. Mm. Um which I always think about. But Mobley number two to Cleveland. Uh, and yeah. then so I won't repeat those two, but everything else I probably can repeat yeah. because okay. like it's that pretty up in the air. You're gonna have to make a debate on oh, your NBA comps for those two be because I, I haven't I've heard Different things um, for both of them. Kate, is, they're both such unique prospects to me. Okay. Like with such unique combinations, that I, I I I'm trying to move away from NBA comps to okay. with it. I just find okay. them lazy, kind of exploitive stuff. Yeah. Um, if I had to give some, uh, Cade's score, and these are, these aren't like directly for me. These are partially for my guy Keandre, aka Hoop Intellect. Okay. You can check him out. Sorry, him. I but think I follow him. Yeah. Um. You know, 
with Cade, he kind of gives like shades of a bit of Jason Tatum as far as the scoring goes. Not okay. completely Jason Tatum, but kind of like the shades of Tatum. Some Luka in his game okay. as well. Um, you know, he's got new comparisons to Luka and Harden because of his playmaking and the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luka and Harden are more like 75% scoring, 25% passing. Mm-hmm. Cade's a when because he he did a lot of scoring this year just because like he had to there wasn't a lot of help around him um but under normal circumstances he like when he was on eybl or when he was in high school because like, he played on like the greatest high school basketball team like i've ever seen his senior year yeah um he's pretty 50 50 split he's 50 percent scoring 50 percent passing so it's just kind of hard mobile i've seen some chris boss comparisons but i think his feel for the game as a passer is a bit higher than boss's is mm-hmm. Because um, he has an insane feel for the game as a passer for a big man. Needs to look a bit on that pass accuracy, but as far as, like, the vision, it's insane for a big man. Okay. Yeah, not, like... And he's also, I, like, first, he has, like, elite versatility on both ends of the floor. Okay. Um, like, if you take away one part of his game, he's elite on the other. Okay, so, gotcha. That's just... So he's... Yeah, so, He's kind of just a unicorn, then. Like. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. He's like that kind of final evolution of like what we thought like the bowl balls and the thon makers would be. He's <laughs> kind of like that. And Alexej Pokushevsky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I find it funny because I've seen a lot of bowl bowl praise lately for whatever reason. And I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I can't wait for a Corzembo video on him. Yeah. <laughs> I think his potential, so but it's just gonna take it's just gonna take a lot of time with him. <laughs> is he a project pick? Yeah. Who? Mobley. I Who? mean he's in the Mobley no Mobley's ready to go. Okay. Mobley's I, ready to I go. thought you were talking about Mobley. No. Bobo's definitely a project project that's gonna take a few years, but Mobley's ready to go. Gotcha. Like he's probably like yeah, he's a bit thin. Like he's like going two into fifteen pounds right mm-hmm. now at seven, but uh but he's skilled enough to play power forward. Okay, cool. So yeah. So number three is Detroit, who loses a spot in the lottery odds. Okay, I think this one is more setting you up for a debate for Suggs against Green. Unless I would take Jalen Green. Like... I would okay. take Jalen Green. Okay. Uh, I like his fit with Kill. I think his fit with Killian is just better, just because Killian he shows some scoring potential, but he's really just more of a he's more pass first based off what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same reason why I wanted the Bulls to draft Killian Hayes is I like his fit with Zach Levine. Uh, I'm not saying Jalen Green is Zach Levine, uh, yeah. but he, I think it's a similar kind of style of play, okay. like a very scoring, explosive guard. So that's why I would have him going three. Uh, I like Suggs a lot, um, but I think Green's a better fan. I also think he's a better prospect as well. Okay. Uh, I like I just like him a bit more, I just, and because of his ceiling, I think his ceiling's higher than Suggs. Hmm. Do you think Suggs is a higher floor so player, or do you just think Jalen Green? Is I think better he overall? is. I think he's a higher floor player, but mm-hmm. Jalen Green's about scoring prospect, and it's just a higher ceiling. Okay. And yeah, fair enough. Uh, so rising six spots are the uh, as Noah named the Chicago Bulls. I'm sure Rusty's going to be super happy about that. Okay, so yeah, they would take they, Suggs. <laughs> they would take Suggs. Yeah. It's the perfect pick. So they went to four. What was their... I don't know if you have this off the dome, no, but what, what was their odds last year? Because I know they went to four. They were seven last initial. year, I think. Yeah. 
So they're because they were all dreading year. themselves yeah, getting the seventh, the seventh pick for like the third straight year. Yeah. Yeah, that was they had quite the streak with that. So you said Suggs for the yeah. Bulls. Yeah, he's yeah he is. He's a great. It, it makes the most sense. Um, I I would consider Kaminga because I think Kaminga is such a high upside prospect, mm-hmm. but he's also a very similar kind of prospect to like what what they have in Patrick Williams, and Patrick Williams is like awesome. Yeah. So he is. Uh, then you get Suggs. Suggs is a combo guard. He's not a true point. Uh, his handle isn't the greatest. I would say he doesn't create a lot of separation on his jumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a great passer. He's a rolling passer. But also knows when to take over a game when he needs to. Mm-hmm. And that's valuable to have. Good defender. If you didn't know, he played football. Um, mm. You know, and it's he was like, he was like, and he was legitimately good. Like, he got like an offer to play quarterback at Ohio State. Oh, yeah, he played quarterback, right? Yeah, like he was like the best, like, he was a football dual player. Yeah, he was nasty. Yeah. So, um, he has a bunch of skills. He's a great motor. Uh, and I think, like, because, like, he's an, he's like, He's like a, a a bigger, more athletic version of Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> okay. To me. Yeah, and Tyrese like was off great. Off guard, that's the best passer on a team. Okay. Um. So that's to be fun. I think so he's a bit Kobe more Wiley. on ball creating potential than Halliburton, but it's kind. Of, I kind of just view them in that same role. Like, I've seen some comparisons to you know guys like Brandon Boy, which I think is a bit outlandish. Because I think Brandon Boy would have been one of the best to ever do it if he was healthy, if he stayed healthy. Yeah, mm. uh, speak on it. I've seen. Uh, a comp. I've seen some Drew Hall. I like the Drew Holiday comp. Okay. With him. Okay. Um, I think that's like a ceiling we could see. Yeah. With him. Yeah. So. I, NBA Draft.net had his comp as like Jason Kidd or something like that. Which. No, he's not Jason Kidd. Yeah. No, I watched. I watched. Just a few. He's a better person games. than Jason Kidd. Yeah, Jason. He's Kidd also a better. Not a good not, person. Not 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 a great person, but. <laughs> um, no, so he's would Kobe White kid. be kicked to the bench yeah. in this scenario? Kobe White should be on the bench to begin with, but. Ah, uh, yeah. Aki's not gonna like this. Yeah, he's not. He's Dude, not gonna like Kobe this. White. I, he's gotta give that. He's gotta give that up eventually. Yeah, he's gotta give that. I up. like Kobe White. I don't. <laughs> not like as a as a person, he seems cool, but like as a. Like, no, like Basketball that video player, of him, like, like when he screamed. That you ever seen that video of him screaming? Oh yeah, that was yeah, hilarious. That was hilarious. That was like, hilarious. I'm not, he like his interviews. Like he seems like a nice guy, yeah. but it's just like he's kind of fit to be a sixth man, which yeah. is fine. Like, he's he's a not everyone's going to be a starter. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. He cut the hair too. Yeah, so. yeah. maybe all the breakout. But um, Suggs, if they get the pick, Suggs would be the guy. Yeah. Um, okay. I've got bad news for Rockets fans. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, Thunder fans. You're gonna be up in arms, or not in up in arms. You're gonna be up in joy. The five and the six. The five, that's hilarious. The five and the six spot is Oklahoma City. So who who were the two players that you envisioned dropping that far? So five, I would take Jonathan Kaminga. Mm-hmm. He's has one of the highest upsides in this draft. Um, one of the youngest players in this draft. He's a year younger than Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, and Jalen Suggs. Is he um, like this year's Pokushevsky as far as like the high upside? Uh, low no, four. he was in Ignite. He was in. He G-League. was no, no. He was. He, was he did some nasty things to Poku in that G League bubble. Yeah, yeah. I, I know um, that he's better. I'm just saying, like the low four. I high would, if I would compare him to, if I would compare like the views kind of around him as a prospect, mm-hmm. I would compare it to what Jalen Brown was when he was coming out. Okay, not not the same prospect. Yeah, but like Jalen Brown was a prospect that could have gone anywhere between like three and like eight. 
And that's kind of the same thing with Kamenga. Like, he could go as high as three. He could go as low as, like, eight. Um, there, I do have some concerns. Like, he didn't, like, even despite having, like, the Zilu kind of development, he didn't improve on some areas that, like, I thought he could have. But, like, mm. he still showed all those same signs of, like, promise from high school. Yeah. That were enough to keep me encouraged. Uh, but I would take him because, like, okay, see, I like the development team. I like the way to develop players. I think he would be a good kind of player. Because, like, I think if you develop him properly, he could be the best player in this draft. Like, he has that kind of upside. Mm. Like, he's already ahead of the development curve compared to most of the other guys in this class because he's a year younger. Um, so, that... Now, the other one is interesting to me, though, with the other one. Because Kaminga was... Kaminga to the Thunder has always been, like, kind of, like, my dream scenario. Like, getting him there. Um, Houston losing a pick is, yeah. is kind of hilarious. I hope it happens. So... After going... Um... That's interesting, though. Oh, my God. So, who would they take at six? That's... If they take Kaminga and, like... I mean, if they have two top six picks, what is their... What is Ooh, the timeline? That has to get boosted yeah. tremendously for them to um, be, like, back in... Cont- not contention shit, but playoffs. Oh, that's tough. So, I think there's a couple guys I'm Next year at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I'm I'm gonna I'm probably gonna repeat the guy for someone else for another team as well if that's, that's okay. Fine. But I would I like say Jaden Springer probably here. Mm. No 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 wait wait yeah yeah Jaden Springer mm. probably Jaden Springer is one of my favorite players in this draft. I'm way higher on him than most. Uh, he's another guy that's a year younger than a lot of these other prospects as well. Yeah. Um, I think if he was on a team that wasn't coached by Rick Barnes, he would have put up better numbers and. Therefore, it would probably be viewed higher because, mm-hmm. like, if he wasn't playing on, like, Tennessee, he would average, like, yeah, probably, like, 18 5, 5 for a team. And he's a really good defensive player, has a great motor, uh, and I would love his fit with OKC yeah. as well. Has he he's kind of similar to um, Suggs as far as, like, the role I kind of project him to be. Mm-hmm. Suggs is a bit better now, but it wouldn't shock me if Springer ended up being better down the line. Because, again, he is, like, a full year younger and already, like, kind of closer. He's he's a year younger than Suggs and closer to him as a prospect than people will probably give him credit for. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this this draft is basically going as, like, the punishment for tanking mm-hmm. because the Minnesota pick also goes to the Warriors. Um, the Warriors. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, God. What do they even. Well, they they would trade man. the pick. That was the thing for me. I would yeah, trade the pr- pick. I thought um, they would. Do I thought they should trade the pick last but, year as well. So, But once Clay got hurt. Yeah. I mean, okay. maybe in retrospect, um, would you trade that James Wiseman for, for a good player, I guess? Maybe. I mean, would you do Ooh, that? I, I'm going to go. With a high upside shooting guard here. I'm going with Keon Johnson for them. They just get the high upside player, develop him. Because mm-hmm. Clay's not going to last forever, and Keon Johnson is a great kind of two-way kind of guy. Really like him a lot. Um, yeah. Well, to be fair to Minnesota, though, um, they did try towards the end of the year, so. Yeah. yeah. Like, when they could have just packed so it So it's up. not technically, yeah. Yeah. They and were, they also they, like they, they also the like title. they weren't legitimately tanking the whole year either. Like, cat got hurt. Yeah, I don't know how much deal had an impact on the winning, but you know he's a starter. I mean, there's a correlation hurt. there. Yeah, he was off the bench for a little bit, then he got implemented. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is probably the future of that team, in my opinion. 
Um, yeah. He's shown so much I more think... potential than I thought he would, personally, but... Hot take, cat to the suns. No. I'll leave it at that. Who, though? Aiton? Aiton uh, and Picks, Aiton I guess. And Bridges, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Although, that that's kind of a lot for a title team, so maybe. I haven't thought about that. I just saw Chris Paul post a story of him and Cat, and I was like, hey, man, he's manifesting something. But at the number eight pick is a team that's not familiar with the lottery, like at all mm-hmm. recently. They, they they did pretty well to end the season, only losing seven in a row. Yeah. They went one and nine as well. It is the Toronto Raptors. Um, so I mentioned Jane Springer earlier through this. I'm, I'll, I'll pick another guy as well. Um, Jane Springer, he's kind of like a Kyle Lowry to me. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I shout out Robel, he, a.k.a. Serbian coach. He came up with that kind of comparison, kind of like a total Kyle Lowry. Um, I think he can, and this is what Keandre told me, uh, he kind of like, he could become a Malcolm Brogdon type. So that could be fun. Get your Kyle Lowry replacement. Uh, if not, Jaden Springer, who probably will be on the board because, again, he's probably going to go later than than I think he probably should. If he's not going to go um, here, then, um, you know, I would go with a high upside guy, which would be Zaire Williams, which, who's dropped on boards for a lot of people, and I don't understand why necessarily. I know we didn't have a great year at Stanford, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the shooting efficiency wasn't good. The, you know, he had his ups and downs. Yeah. He had some stuff off the court. Like, not like any, like, red flags, but, like, he got into a biking accident. He lost some family members. So, like, I could take a toll on somebody, and I just don't think that people take that into account enough. But he's a high upside player with, like, legit sock creating and passing potential, in my opinion. Um... So either him or Springer, depending on which one's on the board. You either go with the high upside guy or, like, kind of the, the guy that's a, a bit more ready. Yeah, that would make sense. So before we move on to the number nine pick, do any prediction for where Kyle Lowry goes? Because if I'm being honest, although I don't I think, think he the wants Lakers, to stay. Like, I do think he wants to stay, but I don't like, know if he's the time like, aligns for him. I don't know. It's hard to say. Because I think if the Lakers win the chip, which is a little unfavorable at this point, because, uh, man, I, I'm kind of scared for the, the playing game in like an hour. But if they do win, I I truly think Dennis Schroeder is out guaranteed because he said he wanted reports. Um, uh, You can take them however you want. He said he wants a, a bigger role. He also wants a lot of money. And I think if Kyle Lowry is on the market and the Raptors don't seem to want him back, I, I'm, I don't think the Lakers would. Well, Hesitate you also have to factor in Kyle Lowry's going to be 36. Yeah. <laughs> Soon. And that also, you have true. to uh, factor in salary cap. Where the fuck yeah. are the Lakers getting the salary cap for that? No, that if well, it was the NFL, is... we know that the salary cap does not exist yeah. in the NFL. Well, how much does, does do you think Kyle Lowry's projected to get next year? More than Schroeder? Probably like a two-year, $40 Probably. million dollar deal is what I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, so that's less than Schroeder wants. So that's what I think Kyle yeah, Lowry's going to get like... Schroeder's bird rights. Bird rights. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm not so a Kyle Lowry, expert. You're though, probably right. You remember the J.J. Redick deals that he was getting? Um, like the ones he was getting with the Sixers? Yeah, like, like the short ones. I think I can see agency? the short, but like big money deals. Yeah. Uh, I think Lowry's going to get some money that because, like, he's worth that kind of money. But, again, he's going to be, like, he's he's on the wrong side of 30. Um, and he's approaching, like, you know, 
old, 40 old stats. years old. Yeah, it's like it, it's odd to say because like in my mind he's still only like twenty eight years old. Yeah, it doesn't seem thirty six. Yeah, because he's a hey, like because like he because he was such a great bloomer. Like he didn't make his first All Star team till he was twenty eight. Yeah, but also like he didn't look that old. Like you can tell like LeBron looks old. Like okay. Yeah, but Lowry just doesn't look You're old. You're not wrong. He had a gray beard for a bit. Yeah. I thought he was going to play with the gray beard last year in the bubble. <laughs> I would have loved to see yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> old man Braun. I would, I would have loved. But example is like, it's like I, the fact that Stephenson is like it's like 33 or 34 years old or something like that. Like he Russell Westbrook's like on the wrong side of 30. Like Harden and like all those guys are like getting older. Like that's just wild thing because hey, they, they don't look that old to me yeah. still. They don't. Like... Like again, like, like like when Wade was two the games, he looked old, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what? So like, you know, what I mean, and, but some guys just entered the league looking old. Like Aiton looked like he was like thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, he looks he looks thirty off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Like Luke is gonna be one of those guys that's gonna look like he's twenty when he's in his like mid thirties. <laughs> yeah. Like I can yeah, he's such a baby. Javon voice. Carter. How old is Javon Carter? He I looks thought, thirty-five. He, he looked like he was forty in in college. He was nice at Western Virginia. He yeah. was a beast there. He locked up Trey. Like, yeah, he's twenty-five. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like Mookie Betts. I don't know if that's just. Mookie. I I know that's a baseball. Mookie player. Betts looks I, young. I don't know anything Mookie, about baseball. Yeah, he's well, like the second. So, he's yeah. like the second best player. Yeah. Yeah. Behind Mike Trout, in my opinion, but Mike the ninth Trout. pick is um, a team that is. Certainly familiar with the lottery, unlike the Raptors, and they traded the super. I'll just say it: the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know how to hype them up. I don't want to hype them up. The Pelicans. Um, I would. They need defense probably the most. I would say at this point. Do you think Van Gundy stays? I hope he doesn't, because I don't like the way he used Kyle Lewis Jr. Kyle Lewis Jr. should have been a consistent rotation player at least, and he wasn't. I don't know why they drafted him. Well, unless they... Well, no, like... Why? Well, I he's supposed to be the Drew Holiday replacement, which I understand completely. Yeah. Uh, he's a bit young as well. Um, he was a sophomore, but he uh, left, he left uh, high school, like, early. So he was like my age, like when I was a senior in high school, and I'm young, mind you, I'm young for like my high school graduating mm-hmm. class. When like I was 16 a senior, or like seventeen, uh, I was seventeen when I graduated. Uh, uh, but I have a late summer birthday, mm-hmm. so like, but Kyle Lewis Jr. When I was a senior in high school, he was a freshman in college, and we both were born in two thousand one. Yeah. So like, he was like seventeen years old playing in the SEC. Um, but he's, he, again, he is a bit slight of frame. He's only like 175. Yeah. Uh, but I would have played him. Because, like, he he, he could have done more than what Eric Bledsoe was doing. Yeah. I, the Pelicans just don't seem like a good run organization to me. I think they mm-hmm. should also get a new front office, probably. Because I don't like the moves that they made with, yeah. like, Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. They should have traded, like... They signed Steven Adams on the yeah, spot. They gave yeah. him an extension and that was seeing him play. Idiotic to me. That was maybe it was part of the negotiations of him coming there. Maybe. But yeah. at least see it work out. Uh-huh. Um so who I would take to it's probably okay, no, right, no, no. I forgot because I didn't mention this guy. Moses Moody. Um I would probably take him. Okay. I love yeah. his suiting. They need suiting. They need spacing around Zion. 
Yeah. Moses Moody's one of the best Moody's in this draft. Yeah, I've heard that name and shooting a lot. Yeah. So I would probably take him. Yeah. Or right, could, it, if Moses Moody's not on the board, because it is possible that Moses Moody wouldn't mm-hmm. be on the board. Um, Corey Kispert, he's a bit older, 20, probably 10, 23. Um... But he is, like, a pretty good shooter. And you know what you're going to get out of him yeah. as well. So I would consider him as well. If if Moody's not on the board. Yeah. All so. right. I'm assuming we're ready for the next pick. Whoever yeah. gets drafted by this team, I'm sending my condolences before. Mm-hmm. Because uh, – Speaking of familiar with lottery, they've literally been in the lottery. Are you for talking about the Kings? Fifteen years now. Yes. The Where Kings are the Magic in all of this? Uh, the Magic was first yeah. overall. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> it was so obvious, though. So like, you kind of forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Like. So the Kings, the Kings, um, some people like to call them. Uh, this isn't. <laughs> so there are a few guys I would like. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Scotty Barnes is one of them. Yeah. The, one of the best defender, defenders in this class. Defends multiple positions. High, the most energetic player in the draft. High motor. Loves to compete. Plays every game like gets game seven in the finals. Has good passing as well. He's a pretty good passer. Mm-hmm. Only problem is his half, his, his half-court offense. Okay. Uh, not really... Somebody that does a lot in the half court when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. I do think you can use him as a cutter, a and role man to get him more involved, make him a playmaker as well. Um, so it's between... He's one. Keon Johnson would be another one as well that I would consider if he's available. Um, you know, they're a young team. They can run. Marvin Bagley, I know he probably isn't going to be there next year, but if they keep him, he's a great athlete in transition. Um, Keon Johnson is one of the best athletes in this draft, um, as well. So, yeah, yeah, that that'd be. I haven't heard the name Jalen Johnson yet. Are you low on Jalen Johnson? Or um, I. Fits? He could go. Uh, his draft range is pretty wide for me. Like I could see him going pretty high. I still have him as a lottery talent, as well. So. Mm. We'll see with him. Okay. He was a, he was like That's going into the season. He was my number three prospect. Um, but the yeah, really he, inj- I heard he was super high. Yeah. Uh, I still believe in the so talent, I just, but I think that there are there are legit concerns about him. There was risers, and yeah. That, yeah, that happens with a lot of the drafts. I think that happened with it happens with a lot of high school number one prospects. Where like in college, people just play better. Yeah, yeah. and it's not that they're not good mm-hmm. enough. It's just that. Like it happened to OJ. Like OJ did everything you could have asked for of someone that was looking to be a future first overall pick. Just so happened yeah, that you happened to play on two guys that play against two guys that are having not we're not play against because one of them was his teammate, but he had two guys ahead of that when I'm going ahead of him that has had transcendent college basketball seasons. So yeah, yeah you never know. That's just how it goes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Charlotte teams. Or not sure. I literally ruined it. Speaking of North Carolina teams. Okay. The Hornets? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. This is one of my favorite prospects in this draft. is Usman Garuba. 
He's been one of the highest risers. He had a great run uh, for Real Madrid in the playoffs. Yeah. And he's playing in the same league that Luca did. I think he's actually playing on the same team as well. Yep. Um, and also, you know, and also Faku. I just have to yeah. shove that in there. But, yeah. Euro Usman. League. Yeah. Um, he's somebody that, you know, really like, turned it up in the playoffs with his offense and showed more offensive potential than we thought he was. Has some concerns that maybe he's a bit limited. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's going to get a lot of Draymond Green comparisons because he's a sort of power forward that can play defense and pass. Yeah. Um, I don't see like a really Draymond Green is a peak. Draymond Green is a special talent, um, and maybe Usman could become that. But I would love the idea of a pick and roll with him and Lamelo Ball, having two guys that can that have good passing feel. Yeah, in a pick and roll. That two man like, that game. could be so fun. That two man game would yeah. be great. I would love. I I've been pushing for Usman to um, so for a while now. Yeah. So that would be that. From how you're describing him, that would be a fantastic fit. They need a center. Yeah, and kids, Bill. He's one of the youngest players in his draft, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not one youngest. He's like normal, like freshman age. Yeah, yeah. Going to be 19 when he gets drafted. But he's a young um, guy. But he's built like a tank. He was 16. This guy was built like a tank. Like I remember the first first time I saw him when I was 16 years old. When he was 16 years old, not when I was 16. I was probably 17. Mm-hmm. Um. And he was just built like a tank. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. This guy's going to be something. So. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, who's who's next, though? For the next three picks, uh, I think we're just going to determine how's the Spurs game going. Uh, it's like. Uh, okay, the Apple 11. Predict, no, no, not the Spurs. Grizzlies are up 11. Yeah. We're going to so predict who wins. Uh, right now, it stands at San Antonio at 12. I, I think we can all agree we don't believe in the Spurs coming back to the playoffs. Uh, probably no. not. Uh, shout out to DeMar no, they're, DeRozan. They're making it a closer. 14, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Notorious playoff performer, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Excellent playoff player. Uh, but if it's the Spurs nice. at, what, 12? Yes, it is at 12. Okay, they're taking Josh Giddy. <laughs> they would take Josh Giddy if he's available. Josh Giddy, okay. Josh Giddy. There's a chance he wouldn't <laughs> even be Asher available at this listened, point. Like, me and Asher are hearing these names for like the first time. Like yeah. some of these names are hilarious. He's a six eight, two hundred five pound point guard that plays for the Adelaide seventy, not 30, 70, 36ers. Same team that Terrence Ferguson played for. Um, okay. Excellent oh, passer. I, I I know this name. I've heard Raptors fans talk about him. Yeah. Excellent passer. Um, he's a ri- he's rising up boards quickly. He's rising up because every time I watch him, I move him up the board a bit. Like he started like in the twenties for me. Uh-huh. Um, I watched him. I watched him a few times. Like okay, I'm moving up to my like, my late lottery yeah. once again. It's getting closer to that top ten. Like, it wouldn't shock me if he ends up being like a top five guy for me by the end of it. He, he is eighteen, so that yeah. well, that would be why so, they would pick him. Mm-hmm. But the Spurs, he's a great passer at six eight, creative passer. He's one of the three best passers in this draft. Um, and I enjoy it. He's just so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like tall playmakers that are just extremely creative are so fun to watch. It's like yeah. it's why I enjoyed watching Magic Johnson and Penny Hardaway. Like I, watch, I love watching Ron Harper. Old stuff. Underrated. <laughs> uh, but like Lamelo, it's why I loved enjoyed Lamelo. Like this tall, creative kind of playmaker. Yeah. Say Gilbert Alexander is kind of another example as well. Kind of like those funky. 
But like, he's not Lamelo because Lamelo, Lamelo understands, and this is the greatest thing about Lamelo Ball is his ability to understand how unpredictable he can be. Yeah. Like, teams don't know what he's gonna do. Is he gonna throw like this past the corner? They don't know where he's gonna, what he sees, and what angle he sees that no one else can. Yeah. He don't know if he's gonna pass. He's gonna score, and he knows that too. Yeah. And he uses that to his advantage, like which is just so rare to see from like. A teenager. Yeah. Like, that is... And he's just way more confident than Lonzo was as a rookie as well. Yeah. Like, that's... Like, he, he, ha- he has, like, rigid, like, scoring potential, yeah, yeah, in my yeah. opinion, as well. But So he's not Lamelo, but, like, to get back with Giddy, he's not Lamelo, but he's a tall, greater passer from the NBL. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only similarities. But I like him a lot, and he's going to be someone that maybe ends up going higher than this. Yeah, that's something, uh, the Lamelo thing is something that you don't see in 99% of prospects in their first few seasons. Like, you could... You don't see it in a lot of players in general. Yeah, like, you you could say that, like, about Jokic, LeBron, Chris Paul, and, like, Luka, mm-hmm. maybe a few others, but, like, that... I think Cade's going to be like that as well when he gets to the league. In a better situation, but yeah. there aren't many. Yeah, that's... It's like that unpredictability and knowing how to control your unpredictability. And something LeBron has mastered. Yeah. Like when he stares down at the three-point oh, line. Oh, I love that move. I love it. I It's so yeah. corny to me. And but... it's it's such a little... It's like, I wouldn't call it a weak move, but like, he's like... The way like he sets up his three-pointer, mm-hmm. like, he gets a... It's like a little fake. And it's like... I wouldn't call it a... I don't know what the word is. It's not weak. Cause it's not a weak move. It's, it's very basic. effective. Just, it's basic. Yeah, it's basic. basic. It's a basic but it's move. But it's so effective. Rugby's, um ability to create separation, the way he does it, like, move-wise, is very basic. But, like, when I've watched him play, it's just like, you know... I think, like, he stomps his foot down to kind of startle the defender. Yeah. Yeah. Like, loudly. And it, and it works. Yeah, as well. startles like, them. Like, you know, Kemba creates a legit separation and step back. Mm-hmm. Like, he like jumps back pretty far. Damian Lillard does not jump back a lot when he steps back. Yeah, like he's kind of like plants his foot into the ground to startle the defender, and it works. Yeah, but Kemba step back. Uh, Kemba is my big... favorite step back in the league, probably. Yeah, yeah between him and Harden. Pit- yeah. Yeah. One step back that I think is underrated is Jamal Murray. Which, oh, Jamal Murray is a great step back. Yeah, I have to I have to slide that in there as a Nuggets hand, but like his the amount of separation he creates on that um like plant back mm-hmm. left is a lot. That just step back that he does on the left wing. If you want to see a good example of it, just look up the. Uh, oh, I, I know you're talking. I've been watching him for years. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm talking. I'm, to, I'm talking long. like to viewers if they don't know. Uh, look up the DeAndre Ayton uh, buzzer beater oh, this season. I, uh, I oh yeah, about Kentucky. That was such a nice shot, dude. I miss Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. I miss Jamal Murray so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like I don't know if you guys know who Jaden Hardy is. Um, I think I've heard going to play for G League. Big like shot creator. I like he's taking like for ignite like, or thirty. Yeah, he's playing for ignite this mm-hmm. year, um, this upcoming season. Wait, uh, is it? Big, oh, like, just quickly, is ignite? Is that purely prospects or is oh, no? It's a mix of prospects and veterans that they have to mentor the prospects. Okay. There's only two confirmed prospects right now, 
Michael Foster and Jaden Hardy this year, mm-hmm. um, which really, honestly, um, you know, I think some of those guys from last year would have benefited from going to college. Jalen Green and Kaminga, I think they're fine. Their stock wouldn't have changed much if, if they went to college or they went to G League. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Isaiah Todd would have benefited from going to college. Yeah. I think Jason Nix would have benefited from going to college because... Where is it? Is it... Is it Where's their is there like they um they were in the bubble. But I think they I think they're in California, I wanna say. Uh, yeah. Where they practice okay. and stuff. Yeah. But um yeah. Hey, Who's the next City, team by the way, a... considering we're still doing that? <laughs> yeah, me- well quickly I wanna shout out uh, Mexico City, they got a new G League team, the Los Capitanes. Yeah. So shout or El Capitanes, so I don't like the name, but whatever. Mexico City, new <laughs> NBA team. I'm manifesting it. 2024. Um, the next pick is not in Mexico City. It's in Indianapolis. And we're assuming... Are we assuming that the Pacers beat the... Well, they're going to walk into that game with, like, what? Three players and, like, Mark I mean, they, 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 the Hornets felt that certainly... Well, the Hornets were a young team. The Hornets I mean, didn't have yeah. players with playoff experience, though. Like... You know, Russell Westbrook's been to the finals. He's been to the conference finals. And then you have, um, what's his name? Beal. Beal has a lot more playoff experience than he gets credit yeah, for. Yeah, but he's injured. Yeah, but he played fine. He looked fine. I mean, yeah, time. but he's not Beal. Compared he's to, not. like, the, the Hornets game, he looked a lot better. Because yeah. he looked like he couldn't walk in the Hornets I don't, game. I don't, I don't know, man. I trust Doug McDermott to go off for 30, personally. <laughs> That was yeah, but I don't like Nate Bordekin, so... The magazine you posted? Oh, uh, yeah, that was... Oh, that, <laughs> that was random, but expected, because this guy has a signature for everything. Yeah, yeah, we, We've talked about my signatures yeah. enough, <laughs> but... Yeah. <laughs> What's the next... So, let's just say it's the Pacers. No, we'll just yeah, say it's the Pacers, man. Um, oddly enough, it's two white players. Um, <laughs> so, it would either, for me, be... Um, you know, Corey Kispert, which I talked about for the Pelicans thing, mm-hmm. obviously. Or Franz Wagner. Franz. Whose stock really... Whose stock really went down. Yeah. Kind of in the in much madness, obviously. You know, didn't go out on a good note, to say the least, against UCLA. Oh, yeah, didn't he miss, like, two game winners? Yeah, and it was, like, one for 10 from the field or something like that. Yeah. Do you Wasn't think... Great. Do you think there's any way he drops to the Nuggets if they, like, trade up to, like, late teens? There's a chance, but he's an odd one because draft, my draft friends are higher on him than most. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of does everything well. Like, you know, there's nothing that stands out, but nothing. He's kind of like a bit like, I'm not going to, I'm going to say Nick Batum is going to Denny Advia. Um, but, because I, I didn't really like Denny as a prospect. And that, yeah. that's all, that's politics aside. I didn't really like him as a yeah. prospect. Um, you know. But I like Franz Wagner there. He's just kind of like this is all around kind of guy, mm-hmm. um, and he's young. He's young. He's young for a sophomore. Yeah, um, as well. So yeah. it should be interesting with him. Yeah, he, yeah that's, that's he's he's one of the few that I have heard of and looked into a little bit, and I like I like his upside. I like him as, as just a prospect, like a role player prospect. I don't think he's going to be an all star or anything, but. I think that mm-hmm. he would be a very solid, like, glue guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That works for me. I, I agree with that. Like, kind of guy that gives you, like, I think he's still like, 15, 5, 5. 
Yeah. Which is fine. That's not bad. At, at, at 13, yeah. that's kind of what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of a Will Barton kind of player. I'm going to assume Memphis is 14. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is... Because I don't think they're beating Golden State or... The Lakers. LA. Yeah, whoever oh, wins. man, if they beat the Lakers... I, I, they might not I, even win this game. This game Because this game's a lot closer than... People would think you probably yeah, it's think. a seven-point game. Yeah. Yeah. So if like, they beat the Lakers, I'd I'd actually cry myself to sleep. Uh, like, but Memphis, um, I've been posting this train for a while though, with him, on this break to this team. I've been posting the Josh Christopher to Memphis train for like since like the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm higher on Josh Christopher than like all my all my friends are. Mm. Uh, he's this big, physical kind of guard, athletic. He's a better defender than he gets credit for. He's not perfect mm-hmm. on defense by any stretch of the imagination, but he's just a lot more potential there. Yeah. Uh, and he's not just like this. I think people believe he's kind of just a screwing prospect, which isn't true to me. Mm-hmm. You know, this is somebody that I think like has like those intangibles like that. I want to win. Like he makes those plays with a loose basketball, or he'll like try to make those do those things that don't show up in the box screen. Yeah. It's not always it's not always perfect at it and there's having consistencies there, but you can tell he's trying. And I think that's important to have. Uh and his frame is great. Uh he's somebody I think could be a lot better than people probably give him credit for. Um yeah. so I would consider him there. Um you know, Memphis is interesting. Uh you know, like I'm trying to think. Oh my gosh. Who else they could take? Excuse me. If I mean, available. you're snubbing Davion Mitchell. Yeah, you, I don't think you've said his name yet. I'm not. I, I can't. I don't have him in my lottery. I'll be quite honest Yeesh. with you. I don't know if that's a hot take. I'm not familiar with the draft, but it seems He's like... He's going to be 23. That's the thing. Ooh, guaranteed? Money on it? He's going to be 20. I think no, he no. might go in the lottery. I think he's talking about his age. Not he's gonna go twenty oh. third pick. No. Oh, <laughs> he's gonna be twenty. No, like he's gonna be twenty three. So that's why it's kind of like that threw me off. My bad. Yeah, I think he's gonna get, be an immediate impact player. But like, it's the same thing with Desmond Bain and like Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, but I'm as high on him. Yeah. Like I think I, you you can maybe talk me in the late lottery depending on the team. Uh, but mid first rounds more of his range. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And the thing is though, like he he's gonna be someone I believe has an immediate impact. Mm-hmm. Like but even like, when you look at you when you do redrafts, like yeah, those guys had great impact right away. But like a lot of the times they don't end up like going lottery in a redraft. Like Yeah. So Uh like I don't know if if you did a redraft of the 2017, 2018 draft, like Monte Morris I has did, been a good, solid yeah. point guard, but he's not a lottery. He probably wouldn't go mm-hmm. lottery in that. He'd probably go mid to late first round. And he's a great backup slash, you know, starter point guard. He's a very solid hand, very steady, runs a second unit fantastic, but he's not really a mm-hmm. super high upside guy. Yeah. And. I'm not saying there's anything against drafting an order player, but you got to yeah. make sure they have, like, something, like, there. Like, again, the Steph Currys of the world are rare. Yeah. You know, find those, like, multi-year college players that end up becoming stars. 
like the red you see a lot of one done so like the Kevin Durant the Colorado Towns like yeah Zion those are two that came Zion yeah Zion obviously yeah um Supposedly, what was supposed to be Andrew Wiggins, like <laughs> Jerome Embiid, yeah. um, Jerome Embiid's an example. Um, Kwame Brown, shout out Kwame Brown. Sorry, Kwame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Porter. They said, yeah, Michael Porter, but like Michael Porter fell. I Michael Porter's fall in the draft was interesting to me because I don't think I don't blame. It was you don't think it was? I don't think it injuries? was just the injury. I think there was stuff, stuff that, like, we didn't know about at the time that teams knew about that caused him to fall. Um, because I've seen players with injuries get taken high before it. Yeah. But it's um, a back injury. Well, I mean, how, yeah. How that, that, I think that played a big factor in it, but I also think some politics played a factor in it as well. Um, well he was on this, like, vegan time. diet that, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am... Um... Yeah, I like Mike I as a player. I, like Mike as a player. I don't like him. I, I'm not too keen on oh. him as a person. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Asher's happy he fell. I, I am very happy that he fell. I'm not too keen on his political beliefs, but I, I've interacted with him uh, once or twice, and he seemed pretty nice. But yeah. uh, a lot of his beliefs are um, stupid. To Quite say out the least. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mike. <laughs> I I think so. I think he's changed his views on vaccines and that kind of thing though. If yeah. I I, I saw a report, he would have retired by now. <laughs> he would have retired by now if he hadn't. I don't think. Yeah. Um. I also heard some things about like, I don't know if like you, you probably know more about this, but I heard mm-hmm. some things about, like him not being the greatest teammate in the world. Like him thinking that like, he should be like the second. I mean, guy. he wanted the ball in the playoffs more. Like he just said it in a press conference. Yeah, he's gotten like, better with that this year. He this season he's been very within the system. Whenever I can get a bucket, sure. But whatever helps the team. Like he makes the extra pass more. But mm-hmm. th- last year that was a thing where he was very very shot happy, which I don't really blame him because he didn't get a ton of minutes. So he probably just wanted to show. What yeah, he could I think do, he's but... sort of gotten more minutes. Yeah, for as sure. A rookie. Mike, Malone, uh, that's one. Time, that's one flaw with Mike Malone is that he doesn't really give his young guys run. Like I think Zeke Naji should should have been in the rotation at points during this year, and he just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he did that. I, Michael Porter Jr. It's okay to bring guys along. So like Bo Bo is an example of a guy that need to be brought along slowly. Yeah, and, yeah. and continues to need to because he's like he he's built like a Pokemon code, um, but with Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> he was clearly talented right away. Yeah. Yeah, he was like ready to been go. playing. And he also had like a gap year because he was. I don't know if before the draft. No, well, he, he had a back that out. back injury kept him yeah. out. I that was a bit, and it's why I understood why teams didn't take him high yeah. because like yeah. you invest you like you you're a bad team. You need this pick to bring hope, and you need it to like bring fans in. And a guy sitting on a, a tall guy sitting on a bench, really isn't going to bring tickets. Yeah, I like. Um, Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Uh, a lot of the time, yeah. you could, if you did a redraft, he might go like third or fourth now. But at the time, I, I think Luca, Luca's one, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Trey yeah. two. Trey. Yeah, I, I would think... do Jaren. I would go. Jer- I would go Jaren two. Jaren. That's just my. That's just my. Uh, the injury concerns. I think injury him... concerns aside, like. Yeah. But can we put that aside? I don't know if that's because the thing is though, like, you have to understand, it's the Kings. Third picking second, 
Oh, you're right. Does Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox win? Like, De'Aaron Fox is good enough to the point where like, I don't think he's better than Trey. But like, I didn't think about that. He's yeah, good enough right. to the. He's good enough to the point where it's like you can't replace him with Trey. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's I... why like I would probably go Jaron. Jaron or Michael too. Mm-hmm. It, that's an interesting one. Uh, three because it, it's still Atlanta's pick would be Trey for me. Yeah, I think that. Um... I don't know. I think Michael Porter might be better than Trey Young in the future. I don't know. I don't think that's. A it's hot interesting. Take. It's interesting yeah. because I'm. I'm very. Well, Trey Young is such a world class passer and a world class scorer. Like he's one of the best scorers and one of the best passers in the league. Yeah, like, he averaged like 28 in his sophomore year, something like that. Yeah. However, pretty, however, pretty he wild. is like the worst defender in the league. <laughs> that's very and true. That's Trey, also true. And but he's also like he's also six foot on a good day. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's also six foot. Like. He's listed at six one. He's six. He's less than six one. Yeah, like, I'm very. Like, people like they're still lying about the heights, even though they're saying the dude controlling it. Because yeah. Damian Lillard's listed at six two. Damian Lillard might be six feet tall. I've seen him play in person before. He yeah. might be six feet tall. <laughs> like, he is short. Yeah, like athletic. Yeah, like Faku is listed at five ten, and he looks like five eight in person. He's five uh, ten. Like he, he's that's why he's listed. They listed. At, um, I don't think he is. I thought he was like five seven. They listed JJ Berea at like five eleven. Something, something ridiculous. Like I think six. Foot they they listed him at like six foot at one point. Uh, I'm like, he is not six foot. I saw what. I think it was Kendrick Perkins. It was Andrew Bynum did to him or something like that. Oh playoffs, yeah, he elbowed him movie. in the last game of the twenty. 20- 2011. Yeah, 2011 playoffs, and like, that is Lakers, not a Lakers six foot swept, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just. So they're still lying about height. So like, I'm, I'm starting to wonder, like, was Kevin Durant really lying about his height? Or was everyone else around him lying about their heights? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I. There is. Yeah, I just think that MPJ has the potential to be higher than Trey. I'm not saying it'll 100% happen. But I think that he could average just a, an absurdly efficient 30 well, I think points. his ceiling is through the roof. Yeah. So, I, again. Yeah. But it's also, how long is he going to be playing with Jokic? Like, that yeah, also I think Jokic. I think Jokic makes him better, though. Oh, for I sure. I think he does, but, like. No doubt. Can you average can you average thirty points a game playing alongside an MVP caliber player? I think that I know Jokic technically would be Kevin Durant could. Yeah. Technically, Kevin Durant because Westbrook was an MVP level player when they played together, mm-hmm. but KD was also the better player on the team. Like, MPJ is not better than Jokic. Like, I, I, that's just not something that's in the question. Yeah, like, no, it, it, obviously in the cards. not. I think that so. he could be a better scorer than Jokic, though. I don't think that's too. Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I think, think he, like he's getting close because he's already yeah. one of the best three point shooters in the league. Yeah, like I think that. Um, wasn't his efficiency like record breaking? Yeah, he averaged the yeah, most efficient a... nineteen points per game or more in a season since Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, so we had the most efficient. Wilt Chamberlain 19... is a pretty good player. Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain is in veal, so <laughs> there is that. I I keep I'm keeping that bit up for as long as I can. By the yeah. way, yeah, because like he doesn't exist. Because like this is sto- either like he's not real or the stories about him are lies. Like. Yeah. Like, I heard, like, he, he was an Olympic track star, dropped 100 the points in the game. Of all time. He's like, and he's like, 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 he
he's he's like Hercules. He's like the he's mythic, like Dom Toretto. Yeah, he's like the mythic he's like, Greek heroes. <laughs> he's, like, he's like Dom. No, but like, like I I don't believe that the amount of woman he slept with thing. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know. Like, they, like they're just like I I I do the math in my head. I'm like, that just doesn't <laughs> seem possible. Yeah, that doesn't add up. <laughs> that does not. Uh, but, um, no, like, I, 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 like, it's also funny to me, because, like, they have all these other games, like, recorded, like, you can find a bunch of these other games, mm-hmm. but you can't find that 100-point game, like, yeah. they didn't think, like, once you got to, like, 50, like, hey, maybe we should start rolling the camera, too, like, yeah, maybe we should get a camera and start filming this, like, yeah, I, I don't know, he, he, a lot of the stories about him just seem outrageous, mm-hmm. Like, the fact that he could lift whatever, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, he could save a family from a fire. Yeah. Or he did, he, sa- he actually saved a family, I believe, at one point. But, yeah. Uh, so, to round out the final segment, we do have some questions if you want to get to some of those. Yeah. All sure. right. So, top five players not on your team, and that's from Aki. Like uh, favorite players or yeah, favorite players like to watch not on your team. Uh, okay. Um, say Alexander. Mm-hmm. This is a no predictor order. Say yeah. so. Say, Deer and Fox, uh, Damian Lillard. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh God, it's tough. Um, Hot take: Pascal Siakam. <laughs> oh no, Baby, I'm not even lying let either. It, let it rip. <laughs> Oh, they get mad excited for I have so many Raptors fans now. <laughs> fan, 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 yeah. Friends now that like Um <gasps> There's Fortnite NBA skins? My bad. Continue. Continue. Uh, so so Continue. say I said say Lillard Um <laughs> uh, MD and those are three. Mm-hmm. Um KPJ mm-hmm. will be there. Um and five Kyrie. Oh, He's a, I, forgot, I can't believe I forgot him, but I can't believe I forgot about Kyrie Irving. <laughs> so no Faku. Yeah. That's, no that's an easy one. Ooh, the, the Spurs are within one point, by the way. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, Mine would be Kyrie, Steph. Mm. Steph, is, Steph annoys me more than anything. Really? Like, he shouldn't get away. He shouldn't be able to get away with the stuff that he does. Like, he shouldn't be able to lose the basketball and then throw it at the rim and make it. Like, yeah. And make it with consistency. Like, like he just gets away with it. It's, it's like, I know it's not luck, mm-hmm. but I want to believe it's luck. Yeah. Because it, it, it feels like it should be luck. Because no one should be able to do that. Yeah. Um... Tatum. Oh, the Spurs have the lead. Tatum <laughs> would be up there. Yeah. If he wasn't on my team, he'd make that yeah. list. Him, him and Jalen would make that yeah. list. Booker, and then, like, my personal, uh, like, not guilty pleasure, but, like, bad movie kind of thing that you like is mm-hmm. Gary Harris. I just love Gary. Oh, yeah. Um, but That's yeah. interesting. Well, he, he was with the Nuggets for so long and helped us in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, I got, I gotta like Gary. But yeah, th- those would be my mm-hmm. like five or six, however many I listed. Yeah. Embiid uh, used to be on there, but I don't uh, like. Embiid, I love Embiid. I I like him in the playoffs. I don't like watching him in the regular season because he gets so many free throws. I don't like watching free throws mm-hmm. that much. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but like, you know. Yeah. He's a foul some, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the, some of these tweets mm-hmm. that 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 from the uh, thing. Like, there are yeah. some weird questions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not gonna answer. We're not gonna read the weird ones. Some of them. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> some of those are odd. Yeah. Isn't the Lakers game at nine? Oh goodness. Yeah. I'm it's in, it's in like twenty minutes ish. So. Mm. You got. Um, you have to put your life on the line to predict a team that wins a championship between 2025 and 2030. Who do you pick? Ooh. Ooh. Personally, Thun- I'm gonna take. Thunder. I'm gonna take the Nuggets. I think they're. Mm. <laughs> I think. In, <laughs> I think if, if they keep their core together, I think they're gonna be fantastic. Mm-hmm. The Thunder might be cursed. 25. Yeah, I would probably go to Thunder just because of like. But that's like the, a the capital they have. Cool. This is the capital they have, the young talent they have. They're gonna have LeBron James Jr. and LeBron with <laughs> all the prospects. I don't know why. An, an, an underrated one for me is the Knicks. I would say, yeah. because Knicks. they have um, multiple draft picks. They have RJ Barrett is gonna be am- is already amazing. He's gonna mm-hmm. be more amazing. Yeah. Julius Randle all of a sudden turned into the best player in the league. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> um, yeah, he's and quickly. I like, I love secret stuff. Yeah. They called in Space Jam. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that would like be that's when, in that, that that's actually a good question. Yeah. Um, I like one from Mojo. He asked, What's your favorite content creators and why? Not basketball. I think yeah. one that stands Ooh, out for me. That, oh man. I don't that, do any of you know who Brett Coleman is? No. Yeah, Brett Coleman's like my favorite football player. Yeah, he's his podcast with E. J. Snyder. Mm. Brett Coleman's the best like draft kind of guru in my opinion out there right now mm-hmm. um i'm trying to go through like the film side of things i, I forget his name but hang on let me look it up i, I keep li- on forgetting his name i like uh gus and eddie mm-hmm. they're they're i like them funny. as well but i mean i a lot of what i watch is basketball related yeah i don't want this much basketball related stuff well, to i could take an like. easy out because i watch I'm, a, I'm more of an nfl guy than an nba guy yeah. yeah, I like IDK um, Films. I don't know films. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Yeah, that's Jake, that's <laughs> Jacob's film channel. Um, uh, he, had, he he sent me when he sent um he I I I wake up early and yeah. like, he knew it was like the only one up. Um, when he did his story was when he sent me that like I had that file still on my on my he sent me that to prove it. <laughs> nice. I like um, the prequels. Am I the only one that likes the prequels? I like. I them don't for mind the, the prequels. I like them because they're funny. And the third like, one's like a legitimately good. Yeah, like Revenge of the is, 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 the, is up there. Um, it's a guy named Jay's Review. It's my favorite. Like, oh, I've been I watching. I oh, I think I know. Like, him. He's he's reviewed the entire DCAU. I don't I, know that. I've binge watched and, um, what he does is like, he has to alter footage and stuff mm-hmm. for um, you know, copyright reasons. Yeah. Yeah, copyright. But like, he he's he um. He doesn't even like ask for money for it. He'll send the links to like the unaltered versions of it. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I also like. Um, I don't think you guys would know who this is, but Todd in the Shadows. He is a I, music review kind of guy. He covers a lot of like old one hit wonders and that kind of thing. And he's, mm-hmm. he's Ooh, Anthony very, Fantano. Very funny. <laughs> Fantano. I don't watch Fantano like, as much as I, like I used Fantano. to, but he's cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't watch a lot of YouTube. I'll be quite honest with you. I have like my guys for basketball, uh, my basketball friends, and like that. And I say like meet some like. He's like, I watch a lot more like movies and TV shows. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch. I want to like, get. I've I've, I've been addicted to like DCAU stuff recently. Yeah. Just got back into watching this. I don't know if you guys know this show called Stormhawks. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like I really want to get into it, film and TV shows. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It is because like I always do because like I don't want like boon out on basketball yeah yeah you know what i, I mean yeah. i can't just focus on basketball for yeah it gets repetitive at times yeah mm-hmm. i yeah i watch shows more than i do youtube at this point shows I'm the opposite. Like, i don't watch tv i haven't watched tv in a minute yeah mm-hmm. and then uh one final question or no two one is who wins 1v1 Let's assume it's like king of the court or twenty one mm-hmm. or something like that. Who's winning among us three? I only aim against some of my basketball skills though. I'm not very, I'm not great. Like I'm more of a team. I would call myself more of a team player because like I would mm-hmm. consider myself like I always say this. Um, I'm like a bogged down version of Tyrese Halliburton in with some <laughs> of OJ Bird's bad tendencies. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like, like I, I can pass. I'm a pretty good passer. I'm not really a good feet. rebounder, despite being a small guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you yeah, know. I'd say Asher. Asher looks like a built guy. I guess I, I saw him shoot once, and he's he's a built guy. I guess he's number one because he can just post us up. Uh, I yeah. It's, and- I think I it, it's funny because like um oh sorry I obviously if we were going like all like. All of like, like like people we know from YouTube. Like mm-hmm. I think Zay's winning. Zay or Aki, because Aki, dude, Zay like, donks. Yeah. He literally talks. So can Aki though. Like Zay, so can Aki, Zay or Mojo is my picks. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think Loki an underrated pick would be Aki. Yeah, just because of the fact that he could like, you know like, he could legitimately like dunk. Yeah, like, Aki. Yeah, he's, yeah, and he's like go 14. on his Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, go on his Instagram. There's a video of him dunking on like I'm a ten foot rim. Yeah, I, I am. It's weird because I'm like five seven. I'm about average height for my age, and five eleven is average in what world? Five seven. Oh, and I'm five eleven. Okay, no, yeah. I'm I'm five ten and a half. We'll yeah, say. I can. But my most reliable. Aki, I can't believe Aki is not fourteen. He does <laughs> not look fourteen. <laughs> yeah, he acts like it though. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Like. He looks 25. What am I? <laughs> my most. A 14 year old um, does not dunk. My most reliable scoring is post, oddly enough, considering my height. I'm a decent shooter, mm-hmm. but like, I'm either on or off. Like, I'm either making everything or making nothing, and it's one uh, or the other. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a uh, decent my, defender. I might. I. Oddly, the, the the one basketball move I've mastered is the one hand Sam God. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Sam Gods are fun to pull. Yeah, I um, I also like I can drive both. I can I'm I can I'm comfortable driving both left. Yeah, and right same. Because like when I used to play, um, I'm a lefty, mm-hmm. but like when we used to play, yeah. when we do layup lines, it would all go to the right side. Yeah, all of the layup lines were on the right side, so like I just naturally developed the ability to make 
right hand lifts. I can finish. I can pass with both hands. But like that's just something I, like I have in general. Like I, I was a switch hitter in baseball. I golf. Okay. With, I can golf with both sides. Things yeah, like that. I I can do. I can use both hands. Yeah. I I could be John Stockton one v one just because <laughs> of my ability to go left. Yeah, my my comparison i guess if i had to make one would probably be something akin to like a watered down drew holiday or like facundo Campazzo. like mm-hmm. i i play kind of similar to them like i'm a i'm a good passer i'm a decent enough shooter i'm a good defender um i'm decent at finishing and then my favorite way of scoring is the post so mm-hmm. my most practice shot is a fadeaway. <laughs> yeah um no, I my my go to like scoring move is a floater. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's I'm like a little mellow ball. I'm taking those things from the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love floaters. Floaters. Um, it's odd because I like when I was little, because like I didn't know how to finish like underhand layup like that. I think I can under like I like like how you usually do it. So I would like push it up like a floaty like when I was little. So <laughs> that's that's something, man. Yeah, I. Yeah. So, who are we going with then? I'll probably go with you because, like, I don't. I haven't played. I was saying, I haven't played. I'm not kidding you. Like, I have not played like any like sort of like open runs since like my senior year of high school, okay. which is two years ago now. Okay. Um, I I've, I've been like doing shoot arounds and stuff, but yeah. like, I haven't like been on an open run since I was like gotcha. seventeen. Yeah. Which is almost. Like, which is shockingly like almost like three years ago now. <laughs> yeah, I. It depends on the day. I think I have a decent shot, and then between you two, I'd probably go with Noah. Yeah. I want to see. What? Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but like, uh, if you put me in a five on five, I'm yeah great because like I love to pass. Yeah, I'm a better. I don't disagree. I think Noah's better than me. Just based, just yeah. I'm a better. He characterized himself quite nicely. I'm a better five on five player than I am a one v one player. I like to play like Jokic. I can't take that for sure. Whenever I play a a team game, I like to play Mm -hmm. like Jokic. I just post up and then like do handoffs and shit. That's super fun to me. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last question we'll round it off on is from Aki, and he says, "Who are your favorite underrated young stars in the league besides Kobe White?" However, Kobe oh, White God, is neither gotta... underrated nor a young star. So, <laughs> Cap, I don't think. Oh God, like THT. Maybe Hello? OJ, but OJ plays in the big market. But I feel like he still gets disrespected. Yeah, like Gary OJ Trent. Bear, like... I like Gary Trent. Gary Trent, yeah, junior. So do, so do all the Raptors fans for, for different reasons. I don't know why the Trailblazers did that still to this day. <laughs> well, Norman Powell was having an insane, insanely good year, so. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's but been he's good. like six years older. Yeah. Um, is K- is KPJ underrated? I don't really think so. Yeah, if, he's definitely underrated. I for mean, casual, I like, like him. Not that being uh, casual. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Yeah, that was really the one like. I was going to say. Darius Garland would probably be mine. Yeah. Um, it's like he's really good and he's showing so much improvement as a passer and a yeah. Is Markel even more efficient scorer? Markel, yeah, I guess. Uh, I like Markel. Markel Fultz is going through the longest like final destination sequence ever. Yeah. It's like, like he he has the like the nerve injury. He gets drafted first of all, has his nerve injury, 
mm-hmm. fights his way back, gets traded. So it looks like he's finally going to start, like, maybe getting on the right track and then tears his ACL. Yeah. Like, it, I like, feel so bad the, for Markel, man. I know. Like, yeah. Um, but I would go Garland. Um, I like RJ Hampton a lot. Wait, why did the RJ Hampton want to get good. rid of Sexton? I that was um, that was maybe like I don't think that was an actual. They, they, thing. I don't think they like him. This is like yeah. This is a ball reports. dominant player, but like, who's he going to pass to besides Garland? Like, yeah, Kevin Love. Um, if Kevin if Love you is guys, gone. if you guys consider Dejounte Murray a young star, I like him a lot. Uh, Buddy Heal, let's go. <laughs> yeah, Kel- Keldon Johnson. I like me some Keldon Johnson. Yeah, there's Spurs Keldon also. Uh, Lonnie Walker. I mean, the Spurs have Lonnie a bunch Walker. of good young stars. Yeah, as we're watching them, um, and it's. I wouldn't consider this guy a young star, but I do think Demonis Sabonis is underrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's definitely he underrated. Is. I like Pokushevsky a lot. He's fun to watch. Is uh, Pascal even considered? No, because Pascal's like twenty seven. Yeah, he's, like, he's in his prime. Um, um I really like DeAndre Seattle. Hunter. Yeah. yeah. If if you want to consider him in that category. Uh, besides that, well, we just listed like 15 or 20, so. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Rui Hachimura is another name Rui. I would consider. Yeah, I like Rui yeah. a lot. Yeah, Rui's, He's fun to watch. Rui's sneaky good. And, um, THD, hello. Uh, Chuma Okiki. Chuma, all my magic Chuma, plans, right? Chuma is, yeah, I added him on Fantasy and he balled out for me. So shout out Chuma. The, Mag- is going the Magic have a really good underrated young core, actually. Mm-hmm. Cole do. Anthony. Yeah, Cole, An- Cole yeah, Anthony. Cole that, Anthony. Yeah, that one's a good one. RJ Hampton, rookie of the month. We right? already mentioned RJ Hampton. Oh, okay. Might be, might be. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they have, you know, a lot of a lot of underrated guys. Otto Porter played three games for the Magic so far. Mo, ba- Mo Bamba mm-hmm. came into his own. I remember the Lakers wanted to get Mo Bamba. Oh, wow. Somebody just called Dylan Brooks Gen Z John Starks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not a bad That's not a bad comp. Yeah. <laughs> e- every, everyone is just like, or no, Dylan Brooks is always, it's Dylan Brooks time. Dylan Brooks, yeah. And everyone else is like, maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah. D'Anthony Melton is good. I don't know if he's really that young anymore, but like D'Anthony Melton's underrated. Rudy loves mm-hmm. his D'Anthony Melton. He's my sure. he's yeah. my sneak he's my sleeper pick for six man of the year next year. Yeah. Um My sleeper pick is Kobe White, but we'll, we'll see. Legitimately? <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay, kidding. Okay. I, think, I don't think the Bulls are gonna be good. Yeah. I don't think the Bulls. Yeah. Like I, speaking of the Bulls, though, like I want to say, it's like I don't think people understand how affordable Zach Levine's contract is now. It's very, like, it's very uh, undervalued because he, he signed is. it after like a, a torn ACL, yeah. so like, he didn't get the money he probably should have. But ah, uh, that was hilarious because I, I don't know if you saw or listened to the pod. I Rusty had like when Zach Levine tore his ACL and was on the Bulls, there was like a start cut bench from a Q and A, like fifteen K. It was, mm-hmm. I think, Dunn, Markkinen, and Levine, and he said, cut Levine. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Obviously, yeah. lots of yeah. context missing. Chris Dunn is somebody that I felt bad for because, like, he's just dealt with so many injuries. But, like, when he's healthy, he's, like, one of, like, the best defensive yeah, guards in the league. Yeah, he's a beast on defense. Yeah. 
He's yeah, kind of like Gary Harris in that way. Yeah. Um, he's actually shooting 8% from the field this year. 8%? Because um, he's only played four Lord. games. Okay, okay. That, I was like, holy shit. But, yeah, that makes I, sense. I, yeah, I, it was joking when I first saw it as well, but I looked it up. It's like... Okay. He, um... <laughs> he shot, like, over, like... Six and over, over five and, and one through six in two games. Gotcha. And then took one jump shot, one shot over his next uh, two games. Gotcha. Yeah. Two, his final two games. Uh, but when he's healthy, like I think he's a key player for the Hawks. Personally, he was literally a fifth pick overall. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. That's why. But his development got ruined by um, Dibs because Dibs just didn't play him consistently. Yeah. Which he probably should have. But he's another one of those guys that says that that was ready to play. Um, yeah, Tibbs is not he, good for player development. He's a he's a good yeah. coach if you. He's want. not good for your older. I don't even have yeah. older player development. Mine's like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but Julius uh, Randall. Because, um, I, but I think Obi that, Toppin ended up fine. Yeah, Obi yeah, Toppin. I'm, he's having problems with Obi Toppin, but Emmanuel quickly has been fine. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. By the way, yeah, no problem. We, pre- uh, we appreciate your insight. You definitely enlightened us on NBA drafts. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything like to plug? You... What? Do you have anything to plug? Oh yeah, um, follow my Twitter at Terranova Noah. Um, follow my subscribe to my YouTube channel. Always doing draft stuff. Starting a new series up over there soon, as well. So you may want to check that out. Any Go sneak ahead. peeks? Um, it's just like I invite a guest on once a week and we just kind of like talk yeah. ah. talk about basketball and other stuff as well. Yeah, a higher quality podcast is how I would describe it based yeah. on what I saw from Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I got like 12 people that want to do it already. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, uh, be. yeah both those links will be in the description. We need you back mm-hmm. before the NBA draft. Yeah, for sure. we're going to have you on for a yeah. draft special. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he yeah. might he might it's, have a lot of requests because it's yeah. quite popular. Yeah, we'll get yeah. we'll get Yuze and Mojo all in a row before the draft. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, don't go Hollywood on us. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, anything else mm-hmm. for you, no, of you guys? I to do it, man. All right. Thanks for thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, no problem. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace.